Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this very special episode of Rain with Josh Smith. This podcast is all about open, honest conversations and above all, listening. You asked, I listened. I'm serving you the guest you've wanted for the longest time. She is the gal from Liverpool who burst into our screens in Dr. Foster. She went on to slay it in Killing Eve. She won a BAFTA an Emmy, was nominated for two Golden Globes, and now she's starring opposite Ryan Reynolds in Free Guys, Jodie Comer! What an intro, hon. You always give me the best intro, oh, I've told you this. <laughs> you raise it every time. Raise the bar. Yeah. Well, you are raising the bar, babes, because not only are you starring in Free Guy, but you're also singing Mariah Carey in it. Sweet, sweet oh, fantasy, you baby. In. <laughs> you went straight in. Yeah, that wasn't planned. That was something that happened like months after. Um, Ryan had messaged me and he was like, I'm just curious, like, would you be up for singing like a, like kind of alt version of fantasy for a certain part of the film? And I was like, you know, went into my bathroom, did a couple of (laughs) recordings just to check if I thought I was good enough. And then I was like, I'll give it a go. Um, so yeah, I went to LA and we recorded that in like Capital Records, I think it was. So stop it, you actually recorded yeah. it in the recording studio? Like the Beatles have like recorded there, Rolling Stones, Jodie Comer. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah. All the greats, babe. Exactly. Jodie Comer, the pop star. That's yeah. something I really need in my life. <laughs> get you in smash hits, we'll get that see. double poster up in my bedroom, babe. <laughs> we will see. Because I was actually then looking up the lyrics of it. Because I, whenever I always sing that song, I used to think it was, wait for it, Sweet, Sweet Medicine Baby. So I always used to say, Sweet, Sweet Medicine Baby. But it's not. Oh, no, it sweet, isn't. Sweet At least now you baby. know. Now I know. Educational. Yeah. Free guys, very educational guys. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. An educational film. Well, babe, it must be so epic to land this role in Free Guy, playing the gamer, gaming designer Millie, mm-hmm. and then also just being on this huge production, this huge set, starring, starring opposite Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Like, the. The Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. WTF. When were you literally like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> How think, did I get to this moment? I think I was like, what the fuck is going on when I was on my flight to New York? Mm. So I, I flew to New York the day after we wrapped on season two of Killing Eve. Um, and I was just like, okay, like, you know, this is a long flight. It's a long time to think about all the things I can, I can do wrong. Um, and then I slept that night and my audition was the next day. Um, yeah. So I remember just turning up for the audition and just being like, this is so 
just so surreal, obviously having watched Ryan's films for yeah. so long and just being like a huge admirer. You know, I was like, do I call him Ryan? Do I wait for him to introduce himself? Mr. Reynolds. Yeah, like I was like, oh. But he was so lovely. I mean, he's everything that you 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 think he would be, um, as is Sean Levy, the director. And they mm. were so welcoming and just made it a really fun experience. So that was very surreal. And then and then I flew home and then they made me wait two weeks. Two whole weeks to find out if I'd got in or not. Um, so what, for the audition? Yeah, so I auditioned and then I, I found out like two weeks after. So you were literally just sat at home being like, is this going to happen? Yeah. Is this not going to happen? Yeah. And then where were you when you found out? I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> That's not going to make a good story. <laughs> but I know it was around Christmas time. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a lovely Christmas present. Yeah. Stunning Christmas present. Santa yeah. came early for you that Christmas. <laughs> he, <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I don't know why that's made me giggle so much, but here we are. We're probably not going to get through this without no, lots of bits of giggles yeah. to strap yourselves in, guys. <laughs> but, like, also, one of the things I was thinking about when I was watching it, because I loved it, and it was very hijinks, it was so much fun, but it just really brought me back to my days as a teenager, who, and I just spent my entire life playing The Sims. Yeah, yes. me too. Me too. Sims girl are more like Roller Coaster Tycoon, or we go more I don't like know theme hospital. Roller Coaster Tycoon. You never play Roller Coaster Tycoon. No, no. Babes, do you have a favour after this? Get really? download the app. And well, have I a might great have time. to because that's been a huge question that everyone's been asking me about games, and yeah. I, I I did play so little, but no, Sims was huge. Yeah, I remember the mother load chi. I'd make them all millionaires. <laughs> Build them really extravagant houses. Did you used to do the thing when I used to do this? It was probably a bit cruel. Take the ladder out. The pool. pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then watch them swim. <laughs> it's so dark. And then when they were in bed and... Yeah, you make them would, like, and they do just, stuff. And the fireworks would come out the sheets. I loved the Sims. I loved it. I loved all the expansion packs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they knew how to get mm, your money. You get your money. My mum was literally like, again? <laughs> Sims on holiday? Sims, Sims hot day? <laughs> Sims pet. Oh my god, that was iconic. I forgot all about that. Yeah. When they got their little doggies. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, Sims was a big one. <laughs> yeah. And it, I feel like each one that's gone on is like the the people become look more real. Mm. Like I feel like if you went back to the first Sims, you'd be like, oh my god, we no, really it's very so budget thing. Da- <laughs> it's I used so to have dated. like a loading thing. I remember that. I used to remember on the Sims on holiday when they used to go on holiday. They used to play a song called like "Pull on Your Pineapple." <laughs> oh, you literally be sat there waiting for it to load. So they would go on their vacation. Like that's how old school it was. Like it was on a like a PC, and it would take forever. Ever. Yeah, like the days of dial-up. Yeah, yeah. your mum telling you to get off the phone, or get off the computer because she oh, needs to use the phone. No. You'd be like five more minutes of MSN, please, <laughs> please, please, please. I mean, you're also serving us. As well as being the gaming designer herself, mm. Millie, you're also playing your own avatar, who's a badass, kick-ass yes. babe. Yeah. And to be honest, babe, you are a kick-ass, badass babe. <laughs> How much of a kick-ass, badass babe are you in real life, though, Jodie Comer? Well, I have no sense of coordination. I'm all limb. Um, no. So <laughs> when it came to playing Molotov, I had to work a lot with the stunt department because mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest difference between the two characters is the physicality. You know, Millie's strength lies in her intelligence and her belief in herself and her kind of fight for what is right, whereas Molotov is very kind of, you know, kicking ass, being yeah. cool. Um, so I remember when I first flew to Boston, I'd like do like an hour of like personal training and then I'd spend like three hours with the stunt team. Um because it's all like choreography, you mm. know? 
I wanted to do as much as I possibly could. But I had an incredible stunt double, Hayley Wright, who she did all the like really, really cool mm. stuff. How far did you go with the stunts? Um, well, there's like a big kind of sequence in the middle in one of the stash houses, which took like, I think that took like four or five days. Oh, um, yeah, I, I could I can't do any flips in the air, Josh. <laughs> so I'm going to be very honest with you right now and say that was not me. You hear any of this? I'm not gonna lie, wildly disappointed. I did, (laughs) I did my best, but my best wasn't good enough. Um, So yeah. Did you get yourself into any scrapes while you were trying to do said stunts? Yeah, there was an accident one day, um, and I got, (laughs) I got kicked in the face, (laughs) which was brutal, and it knocked my glasses off, which was the most embarrassing part. The impact knocked my glasses off my face um but i have to say i've never been kicked in the face before <laughs> so i've definitely ticked it off my bucket list. you know like the bucket list i just love the fact that is a bucket list i think everyone should experience it just once in their life it's very grounding i imagine <laughs> seriously my ego is so, so bruised like, i'm such a badass babe and i'm doing my stance and yeah and you're kicked in the face and you're literally like that sheer embarrassment it's like when you fall over on the street isn't yeah. it and you're like i'm never gonna recover from this <laughs> yeah. shame but you had a whole studio of people watching you do it. Yeah, but they were nice people. You know, yeah, they were, yeah. luckily they didn't laugh in my face. They yeah. maybe waited until I left the studio, <laughs> but they didn't do it in front of me. But like, kind. for all the fun and games of it as well, I was watching it with my friend Holly. She cried at the end, by the way, when she Aww. watched it. I was like, oh my God, Holly, that's so cute. Because it, it was like, it was very emotional at the end. Not that we're going to spoil the ending oh. for anyone who hasn't seen Free Guys yeah. so far while they're listening to this no, podcast. Not everyone's a VIP like not, you, Josh. Not everyone's a VIP <laughs> like me. <laughs> but um, it has got like a very sort of meta meaning for life because mm. I was thinking like oh my god life is just a game and we're all players in our own game and mm. we need to take control of our lives and dictate our own narrative and it's like almost like Ryan's character free guys just stuck in this loop and it's about breaking yeah. the cycle yeah. in your own life when do you feel like you've taken the reins of your own life and been like do you know what I'm going to break out this loop and this cycle that I'm in and I'm going to change the pace. Oh, I think probably like within the last year, right? And I think that's also speaking to the film why the I feel people are having such like kind of like emotional, personal reactions to it is because the film is kind of taken on a brand new form now without us intending mm. to because of the experiences that we've all had in the past year. You know, it's like, I feel like it's kind of landed at the perfect time. Um, I think... You know, like having kind of sat with myself in the last year and then maybe just kind of finding myself a little bit more and maybe realising habits that don't serve me or, you know, things that don't make me feel good, Mm. like actively trying to remove myself from them, I think is something that I've really been trying to practice um, and I've definitely seen um, a difference in, like just can taking control of those things. If I'm actively doing something that makes me feel bad, going, why am I doing that? You know, do something else that's going to make me feel good. So, um, yeah, I think the past year has been, like, a lot of that. I mean, I've sat myself this last year and been like, oh, my God, so in this situation, I'm like, don't really like myself in that bit. Like, yeah. it's, it's been, like, one of those only times in our whole life where we had no distractions apart from mm. to face ourselves. Yeah. So what did you face about yourself when you were like, do you know what? I'm going to tweak that, I'm going to change that, or I'm going to break out these kind of habits? Ooh, I think for me, just where I put my attention, 
Like, I think as well, you know, with, with being in a job like this, there are so many exterior opinions mm. and voices and um, even kind of, you know, adv- advice of what to do and just kind of stepping back and going, what do I think of myself? Mm. What is it that I want to do? How is this going to make me feel? Um, so just tiny choices like that of just trying to be a bit more conscious of putting myself first in that way um, and not letting the exterior kind of get in. Um, I think as well, like, looking after myself, like, working out, like, feeling strong, feeling good, like, realising, like, I have to literally be forced to exercise. Oh, babe, same. Don't we all, I guess we all do, right? But then when you're like, this makes me feel so good, like... Just trying to do those things more Mm. as opposed to talking myself out of things that I know are going to make me feel better. Well, I think it's also like with the whole thing is I had such a fear of PE when I was growing up. Oh, yeah, everyone. I hated it. So when it came to like doing exercise, when it came to agile, I was like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. And then when I started to see like how much of a mental impact it had on my day, especially during lockdown when you were literally like... Yeah, because I've seen your videos. You've been doing a lot of working out, Josh. You've been killing it. (laughs) Stop it. You can fill my muscles later. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but it's like, it's... <laughs> you putting on the moves, babe. It's really like 15 minutes in. Where are we going to be at the end of it? But like, it's so true though, because it's so good to look after your mental well-being, yeah. isn't it? And like, what's your own journey been towards like feeling that comfortable in yourself? Because I think even just watching you and knowing you the way that I do, like you seem so much more confident. Mm in yourself and like when I saw you on the big screen I was like oh my god you're just so like in your own power to get to that place where you feel like you're in your own power what have been some sort of turning points in your confidence journey Mm. it's funny because I feel like it's just always an ongoing Mm. thing right like I feel like I'm always just having these kind of mini self-realizations um and again, like I said, being being in this kind of industry, it's 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 strange and it's surreal and it's um I just feel like you have to really I kind of have a tunnel vision in a way. Um and I feel like every year brings new challenges. But I think for me it's like the kind of the the more you know, this is my first film and mm. people know you a little bit more and they form opinions of you and it's it's just making sure that I, I can witness all that, but not take it on and let that affect my own um, views and opinions of myself. Because I think there's been times when that line has got a little bit blurry and I think that's really dangerous. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It's about listening to your inner voice, right? Yeah, trust your gut. Yeah. And I, I, always, I always felt like I was that person. And then I was like, oh, God, I'm, I'm kind of falling away from that a little bit. And I, and I feel like I... I kind of refound it and 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 gained a lot of strength. Mm. Yeah. Because I think I mean up <clears> in the <throat> intro, I mm-hmm. was making it rain literally with the success that you had. <laughs> it was, and yes. it's literally like it's <clears throat> amazing all the stuff you've achieved. But I think something that's so interesting about success mm. is people always see the success level. They yeah. see you on the billboards, mm. now all, all over the buses in London, for instance, babes. You're all over the tube. Can't yeah, believe I think that must that must have happened yesterday because everyone said the same thing on the one day and I was like oh they must have put the yeah. posters on the buses. <laughs> the places are up stunning <laughs> the marketing team are doing their job yes they are but like you everyone sees that success but they don't necessarily always see the sacrifices you have to go through to get to that level of success the no's you've had to go through yeah 
when you look back, is there a no that you've got in your career that's ultimately looking back now has empowered you in a way? I think they all have, honestly. Like when I look back at kind of all the work that I've done and the kind of auditions that I went for just previously, that was a no. And I look back on and I go, God, that was that was meant to be, mm. you know? I'm so glad I didn't get that job because now I'm doing this and it's something that I really love. Um, so I feel like every now I'm always grateful for. It might not be in that, <laughs> you know, in that moment that I feel grateful, but whenever you look back, you're like, ah, that was... You're, I feel like you're always, without being too airy-fairy, but mm. I am, Josh. I am airy-fairy, <laughs> so I'm going to embrace it. Is that, you know, you're all, you are always where you are meant to be at that mm. time. Um, it's hard yeah. to trust that process at times, though. Isn't it, it is. You have to try and, I feel like, just take a breath. <laughs> take, it sounds silly, but, like, I've realised this. Like, take a conscious breath, have a little <laughs> five minutes... And you're fine. Yeah. Because I'm quite impulsive. Like, sometimes, like, my reactions... Like, I worry about things that haven't even happened yet. Like, that's kind of how I roll. Yeah. (laughs) Same. So it's, like, just just sit on it and be patient. And, and yeah, trust your gut, Mm. I think, always. And also feel the feelings, right? Because I think we've got so much pressure to be like, I need to think about this in a positive way right now. But actually, you could just have that moment. You're like, do you know what? Yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. And I'm just going to be sad. Yeah. For like a good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll pick myself back up again. Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, don't suppress it. Yeah. Because I think also it's a sacrifice element, isn't it? To do what you're doing now, you have to sacrifice a lot. What do you think has been the biggest sacrifice you've kind of had to make on the way to trying to get to where you want it to go? Oh, I think it would be just like, kind of finding the balance of of work life and mm. normal life, you know, of, um, you know, you're often away from family, from friends, sometimes for extended periods of time, can't travel home. So you may miss kind of like big events that are personal, not mm. necessarily, you know, in the public eye, like, you know, that are important to you on a personal level. So I think it's always trying to find that balance of like, I think for me as well, what I've what I've realized is like it, my job asks a lot of me, and because I because I love it so much, I gi- I'm always giving all to it, and then being conscious of like the people in my life who I who I also need to commit my time to, mm. I think is probably the biggest thing. Mm. Yeah. I think it's hard because if you are an ambitious person, it's so hard mm. sometimes to actually take that step back and be like, oh god, I need to also work on these other aspects of yeah. my life, and then like I find that so overwhelming sometimes. You look at it and you're like. Oh my god, my WhatsApps are a mess, and I literally haven't replied yeah, to someone in like ten days. To... And you're like, oh, yeah, they're the gonna guilt. think I'm the worst. Yeah, for sure. And I think as well, there's also this kind of thing of like, you know, this opportunity's come up. If you don't snap it up now, someone else is gonna mm. do it. Like this could be the missed opportunity of a lifetime. So you're constantly like, oh god, I've got to, yeah. I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep going. Um, so it's it's learning to like maybe not kind of lean into that too much, mm. but. Like you say, it's hard when you when what you do makes you happy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's difficult because it's also about making sure your identity isn't completely based around what your job is well, as yeah. well, right? So this is the other thing. Like, you know, in, last year having to sit for like six months, I'm like, okay, like who am I when I'm not working? What 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 are my likes? What, 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 who am, you know, what mm. do I do when I'm not working? Um, and that was, that's quite, com- that's quite a confronting thing I feel to be faced with, but I feel like it's important that you, you question that, that part of yourself 
For sure. It's so important. Like This reminds me of something that Katerina Johnson-Thompson said in the yeah. podcast, where she said you need to be defined by your values yeah. and not your job. Yeah. And changing that perception in herself has really yeah. changed her life in a way. Yeah, because there's so much expectation when it comes mm. to your job from yourself, but from everyone else who is around you, you yeah. know? And of course, that is a version of you, mm. you know? Um, I loved what she said, actually, about... Um, what was it that she said about regrets? And regrets will haunt you more than failure. Failure, which I just think is is so brilliant and so mm. true. Because sometimes our own biggest enemy is ourselves, yeah. right? Like we think we can't do something. Absolutely. So we stop ourselves from doing it because yeah. we're so scared about being like, oh my God, it was a failure. Yeah, and I think we can all be our own biggest critics, mm. you know? I, I, do, I do think that. Um, but I think... If something scares you, then it means you 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 need to, or you yeah. definitely should step into it for sure. Do you think you got a better relationship with your self critic now than say you did say when you were starting out? Yeah, I think so. I think I, I know now when I could have done more. You mm. know, like I know when I've let myself down, and I know I'm a bit more aware of when I'm just I'm being the little devil Jody on my shoulder. Yeah. You know what I mean? I recognize yeah. her and I'm like, okay, I know that's, I know that's you. Um, but I know when I'm like, no, I could have, I could have done a little bit more there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's ups and downs. Like, yeah. <laughs> no way you got this figured out. I'm sat here like, yeah, so I've uh, really, you know, come on. But um, <laughs> no, it's, it depends. It's like. I mean, it's every like day, weather. isn't it? It's, yeah. it's just like it's the weather babes, like isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes it's rainy, sometimes it's sunshine. You just got to go with it, right? Yeah. And I think as well, like, one of the things about Free Guy that I was thinking about, well, we're getting meta about Free Guy, for yeah, instance. Yeah, I love it. We love getting meta well, about Well, I love it because people think, I think people have thought, oh, that's going to be that type of film and mm. kind of put it into a box. And then so it's so great to have people watching it and going, I didn't expect to be moved like that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, hmm. And also to be thinking philosophically about my life. Yeah. Literally, because yeah. that's afterwards. And I was thinking about the boxes that almost like society places on us mm. and keeps us in. Mm. And I think, especially in your industry, people love a box. Yes. They love being like, right, babes, <laughs> you're in that box. That's who you are. Yeah. And we've spoken about this before, but when you were first auditioning and like the classism you came up against and having a regional accent and yeah. how that was a stumbling block at different times, what kind of boxes did you come up against that people kept trying to put you into? And you were like, hold the line here, honey. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I think, obviously, there's, like, a very surface level of, like, once someone sees you do a part, you then probably get about five Mm. of the scripts through of that role in different projects. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people really need to see things to believe them in order to then give you more opportunities, which I think is... It's just a little bit unimaginative, but unfortunately that feels like the way... Mm. The way things the things work really and I guess I feel you know lucky now where I'm I'm at a stage where I feel like I've done various different things that I feel like that's kind of changed a little Mm. bit I think people are less likely to kind of pigeonhole me in that way at least I hope and I don't I don't really like thinking of it from like an external point of view because I think for me what I look for in my work is a new challenge and something different. You know, that's, I do it for myself. Mm. It's not, um, you know, for any other, other gain than just wanting to step into something new after I've spent, you know, three months or six months 
doing something very kind of specific. I mean, babes, you love a challenge. I love, <laughs> love a challenge. You're not like, I'm just going to take a role that has like one accent. You're like, I want to do all of them. No, well, that's also <laughs> not me. That's not no. me. I know, but like, it's amazing though that you literally take everything on. I mean, yeah. that's a compliment because you're literally like, right, this is a challenge, this is juicy. I'm going to yeah. get involved, I'm going to do it. And you, as a viewer, like watching it, you're like, this is just like incredible oh, to thank watch. You. Well, I, I, because I did say that to Sean and Ryan when, well, it was in the script. It was like in the in the real world, she's American, and in the game, she's British. Mm. And I was like, oh, is that just because I've done, you know, Killing Eve and, and and have done various accents? And then I was like, well, no, actually, it rings true because, you know, my brother's played video games all his life, and I think like probably nine times out of ten, whatever avatar he's been playing apart from football has been American. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense. It ring- yeah, it makes sense. It's like. Absolutely. So I was I was okay with that. And it was kind of a fun aspect. It was, you know, such a fun aspect of doing it. So, um, but yeah, I just didn't want to be the like, oh, she can come with her bag of accents and we can lay them out and we can pick them. Um, but yeah. But like, it is incredible. Mm. And like, babe, I mean, you are a queen. Let's get, let's get facts right here. Thanks, let's serve up those facts. You are a queen. Let's get that crown laid out. Let's crown you right now, babes. Don't bring babes. But um, who has, in your life, do you think inspired you and passed the crown onto you? Mm. Who's been that queen in your life? Oh, gosh. I feel like... I, I, like I'm thinking of, like, so many friends right now. Um, Katty being one of them, you know, like, seeing... The, the sacrifices that mm. she's had to make to 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 be a top athlete like she is and the determination, the drive that she has and the the physical strength for me um, has been so inspiring. Um, my other friend, Amy Manson, who's also an actress, like she always gives the best advice and she always helps me. I, th- I just feel like I'm surrounded by such like beautiful women on the inside and out and everyone's doing their own thing you know it's not like we're all in the same kind of occupation or doing the same thing often we're all in different countries Mm. and then whenever we come together it's like nothing has ever has ever changed um Fiona Shaw I was with Fiona this oh god I was with her this week um just the giggles I have with her like being around as well women who are who are much older who have been in the industry for a longer time, who was so self-deprecating, like so hilariously funny, so talented, and just don't take themselves seriously. Mm. I'm like, that's the woman I want to be. You know, when I'm around women like that, I'm like, I'm just like so, like heart eyes, mm. <laughs> you know? Like the heart eye emoji, like whatever Fiona says, I'm just like, <gasps> like I was asking her for advice and stuff last, last week about something and she just sat down and was just so present and just, you and know. She was like serving up. She was serving it up, Josh. She needs a bigger crown than me. Oh, wow. We'll get that in the post as well. Well, on that note, we're yeah. just going to take a quick ad break and we'll be back in 2.2 seconds. Woo! Woo! 
fucking battery to came That was the quickest ad break of all time. It was, God. Christ, we couldn't even make no a cup time. of tea. No, I know. Not even a cup of char, babes. Cup of char? Cup of char, that's what called tea. Have you ever heard oh, that before? No. Cup of char? Have you never seen what that's called? A cup of char? Is that a posh phrase? I don't think it's, babe. No. D- definitely not posh. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm from. Cup of char. Cup of char, cup of char. <laughs> I love it. So, well, anyway, if anyone's listening to this right now is probably thinking that isn't real or they've had heard that before, then just... It's probably 50-50. Probably 50-50. Yeah. Right to us, let us know. <laughs> um, well, babe, it's not just one blockbuster this year, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Let's get ready for small facts, shall we? The Last Jewel, not only are you starring opposite Matt Damon, <laughs> Adam Driver, and Ben Affleck, it's also a Ridley Scott movie. Yes. Again, <laughs> what was the WTF moment <laughs> when you got that role? Yeah, well, that, that started with, um, it kind of came through my agent that really wanted to meet me um, for this project. Um, so I went and met him in his offices in London and we were... Yeah, we just had a chat and, and stuff and there was a bit of miscommunication because he thought I'd been sent the script and I hadn't. And you were literally like... And he was like, so what did you think? And I was like, about what? <laughs> no, I was like, about what? And he's like, the script. And I was like, I haven't been given it. So there was like a whole confusion and he said, God, I want you to go away. I want you to read it. I want you to give me your honest opinion. Um, and I did. And luckily I I'd started reading the book because mm. I was like, I should probably... Probably do some homework. Yeah, do a little bit of homework <laughs> once in my life. Um so that was okay and yeah and I read it and I thought the script was like fantastic I thought the way they'd you know approach the subject matter and just like the kind of format of the script was really interesting and you know to work with with Adam and Ben and Matt and Nicole I was just like I'd also like dreamed since I was like 16 like when I first met my agent I had a flashback and and I text there when I was on set and I was like do you remember when I came to Oxford Street to meet you for that very first time and she sat me on the couch and she was like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I think I actually said, I want to be like Keira Knightley. I think is what the words that came out of my mouth. Um, but I was obsessed with period films, you know, like I was, that's always been my dream. Me too, and then, babes. Love a bit of costume drama. Oh, we can make, look at Yeah, we'll make that happen. <laughs> I do a walk-in one time, babes. Yeah. The very flamboyant oh, walk in no, the background. Get no work done. Um, and yeah, so I've like always been, you know, kind of obsessed with period films and then, to do that last year and kind of mm. I was like oh thinking of like my younger self going she'd be so impressed she'd be so proud you know so it, it was such an it was such a nice moment because it kind of felt full circle in a way it's almost like you manifested it yeah yeah I you guess did. yeah if you speak it out loud you speak out loud it happens yeah but also <laughs> All, like anything, no, no, anything I know mate, anything. this is not like a magic you've got to mean power. it you've got to mean it you've got to really mean it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to get into the whole manifestation thing, but I'm just get a bit too distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's also I think subliminal, right? Mm. It's it's also about your I think your thoughts your and your actions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And what you're putting out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the subject matter of Last Jewel is so important because you mm. played Marguerite, a woman who is raped. She yeah. says she's raped and uh, by her husband's best friend, and then they have a duel. Mm. It's a historical fact. Yeah. Actually, it was the last duel ever in France. Yeah. Um, this what I found really troubling about watching the trailer and then also thinking about the storyline is these issues are still happening in our society, this whole believing of victims. Yeah. How difficult was it to explore that aspect of the character in the film? I think for me, that's what's also kind of like the saddest mm. part is that like 
from people who've watched the trailer and, and read what it's about, they're like, gosh, it's just so, it's so relevant. Mm. And I'm like, but you could say that for every, every year, every decade that's gone by, mm. you know, and we have come such a long way, but there's still so much more to do. And I think that is kind of the saddest part. And you know what, it's, 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 a lot of it is uncomfortable viewing, but I feel like we've told it in a in a really truthful and, and respectful way. And I don't think that's, you know, we shouldn't shy away from these things mm. because they are, you know, they're important. Um, you know, a lot of my more difficult scenes with Adam, who was wonderful, and we kind of really just threw ourselves into those moments and and um, you know, there was a lot of respect and and um kind of, you know, the scenes were broken up and we were we got on very well, so that was that was really nice. But I think I'm always kind of drawn to that material, I think because I feel passionately about it, because I feel like it holds an important message. So I just kind of try and throw myself into the character and always try and put myself in those shoes, which I guess is what acting is. But um, <laughs> it's a very basic analogy. But I always think, okay, if this was me, but still try and think from her perspective. Um, but it was, you know, you you always come away from those scenes feeling kind of the most proud, I think, mm. because they are delicate. And also the kind of, you know, the, the, the weight of the film is kind of, it's dependent on these working. And, and um, so, yeah, I feel, I'm really proud of it. You should be. Because yeah. that's what it's all about, isn't it? Mm. Changing conversations. Yeah. And like... And yeah, and sorry to... Okay. Sorry to... You go, there, babes. Josh. Let me do, yeah, I'll just say one more thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, people who've... So, like, my agents and stuff who, who've watched it, like, a couple of them at a time, have said it was really interesting when watching it because there were debates happening when mm. viewing it, you know? Um, it's also told from three perspectives. You know, they were trying to explore how, you know, we could come away from this experience and have two very different um, stories of what mm. happened, but there's only ever one truth, yeah. um, which I think is really fascinating. So I think, yes, if it, I think it is extremely thought-provoking and I think if it starts conversations on a personal level and on a much broader level, that would be, that would be amazing. Mm. When it comes to taking on a role like that, mm. like, it must weigh on you quite a lot. How do you, like, how do you make sure you don't take it home it with you and take it on is it quite a difficult thing for you to let go of at times it's funny because I've definitely had that kind of awakening on that job because I've always kind of like rolled my eyes when I've heard actors you know sometimes mm. actors can be a little bit you know they can kind of wallow in that or sometimes you listen to an interview and it's like you know I just couldn't you know when I went home, I just couldn't shake it off. And it all gets a little bit kind of pretentious, mm. I feel. Can can do, not always. Yeah. But I've always been like, oh, God, come on. Like, it's it's not real, blah, blah, blah. And then I think in the last year, I've definitely just noticed how it, it affects my mood in the slightest way. And 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 it was the same when I, I filmed Help at the beginning of the year. And it was my mum, actually, who was like, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to have a conversation with you and you're just not... You're not listening. Not you're not. You're not giving me anything. And um, so I, it's it's my family that get the brunt of it. Mm. You know, because it's it's just that I'm my head's in a completely different space. Um, so what I do now, even if I have like a night shoot, like I'm killing you, like if we wrap at one, I get a boiling, I get a like boiling pipe and hot shower, 
and I, and that's my kind of like shake you out of it. Yeah, that's kind of like my rinse in the day off, relaxing myself, kind of just stepping out of it, and even just something simple like that, or like like oil, you know, like oils, or like just like doing something for myself, like r- putting some cream on before bed, or like just something that is really soothing. It really helps me. All about having that a little, self-care base. Yeah, having a little ritual mm. has actually been like has has made a huge difference in going, okay, I know when I'm gonna do this stuff, I mightn't feel any different, but what I'm giving other people is gonna be a little bit off, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's okay, but just try and be wary of mm. it and, and help that. And you mentioned help. Yeah. Which is coming out. Yes. This year, yeah. Which is incredible. And you're starring opposite Stephen Graham, your mentor, and you're playing a care worker yeah. um, in a care home at the yes. start of the pandemic. Yeah. And Stephen Graham is playing a patient who you're yeah. looking after. Like that in itself sounds like such a difficult thing to mm. have filmed. But luckily for you, you did it in your hometown of Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. And home is so important to you, mm. isn't it? Yeah. What does home mean to you? Oh, safety. Yeah. I think. Um yeah, safety, comfort. Um, it's familiar. It just, yeah, safety is like a is like flashing at my head really mm. big right now with like red lights. I just go back and nothing changes, you know. It's and 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 that's that's who know me me best. And it was so lovely um, filming in Liverpool, and it was great because I get to, I got to take all my mum's dinners in with me. Oh, I heard about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The roast dinners. I took my roast dinner in on a Sunday. <laughs> um, but then my mum did me and um, cooked me and Stephen scouse every Thursday. So we'd have What's scouse. scouse. It's like a meat and potato stew. Oh, stunning. Yeah, so we'd have we'd have we'd have Friday our scouse day. on a Thursday. Um well, Friday. Friday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but scouse it, it was it. so good. Yeah. And um but yeah, it was incredible. Like it was a, it was quite a short shoot, you know, it was six weeks. Um it was like we started filming, I think it was in like we'd literally just gone into like the third lockdown. Mm. So it was very surreal. Like the the story starts before the pandemic and then when the pandemic hits. So it was really strange kind of playing out these events that were so recent and also that we were still kind of living in. Mm. And also just, you know, being able to speak to carers and for them to be have been so honest with me and kind of give me their accounts and um I'm so proud of that that film again because it I feel like that was the first job I'd done and Stephen does these roles all the time which is why I also love him so much is because they're important they're saying mm. something and they're being loud and and they're uncomfortable and it just felt bigger than all of us you know everyone on set there was just no ego and this thing was so kind of delicate to us all and everybody cared so much and it was um and I've watched it and yeah it's should be out later this year I think how amazing to have that experience then also have your mum's roast dinner on the side to go back Uh, to that little bit comfort good. what is the secret to a coma roast well I actually need to ask her because I'm gonna don't know no no I don't know a lot of love actually yeah a lot of love do you know what I mean? Those races have got to be like, you know, best I in I feel love. like you can just tell. You can tell. someone's got a lot of love in it. Even a cup of tea. You can taste it. <laughs> you can taste I've it. I've got to say, I have not found a good roast dinner in London. Have you not? No, not one. They just have to come round. I don't like the sharing thing. 
What do you mean the sharing thing? Well, because a lot of places you go, they give you a big plate that you then pick off of and put it on your own plate. Do you know what I mean? Jodie doesn't share, basically. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I like my food on my plate. Warm. I like my own stuffing, my own roasties, yes. my own bit of chicken. It's also limited mint sauce here. It's, a, it's yeah. horseradish. Oh, uh, Or mint jelly. <laughs> mint jelly on my roast dinner. I want the good mint sauce. Yeah. Coleman's. Yeah, babe's all about it. Dropped it. Dropped it. Both times you play. Rain, sponsored by Coleman's. <laughs> <laughs> the finest mint sauce in all the lands. The mint sauce of Queens. Exactly. <laughs> call us <laughs> or wiggle you. I just think it's so amazing when you think about that, that you were this gal from Liverpool mm. and you're now having all these incredible experiences and you're achieving all these amazing things. Mm. Thank you. But when you think about that success mm. and all the success that you've had, do you think the true success is staying true to yourself? Definitely. And listen, success is like, uh, it's so subjective, you know? It's mm. like, I feel like su- success should be what you think is successful. Because mm. I feel like the moment you put that um, kind of value on someone else is when you, like, you, you start to crumble, you know? As long as I can go to bed at night and be happy <laughs> with my decisions and be proud of who I am and, um, you know, be happy with that then that's what's going to spare me mm. forward. Um, but I feel very lucky, you know, to be in a position of, of, of doing the roles that I'm doing and being able to kind of go, I don't, this doesn't feel right to me, so I, 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 don't, I don't want to do it, you know? Even mm. that is such a, it's, I feel so fortunate to be able to, to do that, you know, that isn't lost on me. So, um, yeah, you just got to keep going. Mm. Do you feel like got a stronger voice now? Do you feel like you respect your inner voice more? Yeah, I do. Because I think I went through a period of really not respecting it. And then then kind of having a moment of going, hang on a minute, what am mm. I doing? What am I doing? You know? Um, so, yeah, I think I do. And this is like, it'll be ever evolving, hopefully, you know? I feel like I'm just starting it. Mm. Maybe that's an age thing. Yes, an age. I hate always bringing about the age so oh my god she's so old she's so old but you know what I mean like when I turned 25 I was like something shifted mm. and then it, you know I feel like you just go through these little periods all the time oh my god you definitely do I remember when I turned 30 I was like <gasps> like I was like <laughs> what the fuck and then I was like oh my god I've got such a stronger like it comes down to that whole sense like, of self sense of self and that mysterious thing called boundaries and which think, we talk about all the well, time well I think that you just rolled your eyes then right yeah. and I think we do we yeah. tend to do this when when we speak about like like working on ourselves yeah. and finding out who we really are it's like oh you feel mm. cringy for saying that but it's like the biggest lesson that you can ever learn I think and then it affects every part of your life it affects you know your relationships your approach to things so um we should roll our eyes less we should roll our eyes less and be like we need to empower ourselves like check in with ourselves empower ourselves and be our own allies right yes exactly this is what we say in this podcast all the time be your own ally because you need to be right like you need to support yourself and if you support yourself you're then able to yeah, give, give love yeah. back, be it to your job, be it to your partner, be it to your family, whoever. But you can't do that unless you come from a position of love in the first place. Completely. 
Welcome to Oprah's Soul Sessions. That was beautiful. <laughs> we need so to live in that line. <laughs> but I really believe it. No, it's like, true. We need to start. I know we need to start. We need to start. That's self-deprecating. Yeah. More like, yes. Yeah, we're, that's another thing yeah. I've really realized about myself. Mm. I'm like, you know, being there's one thing to feel lucky about being somewhere in a space, in it, wherever it may be. But then there also comes a point where you're like, just fucking own it, Jody. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes I I catch myself in in how in how I act towards things, and I'm like, you've worked to be here. Mm. Stop, you know. Stop with the oh thank you or sorry. You know oh it's just so great. It's so and you should never lose your gratitude. You can still be grateful, but then there's also a side of you that has to step up and go. Mm. No, I'm here. And get rid of that imposter syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Because that is like such yeah. a toxic thing, isn't it? When you're like, oh, do I deserve to be here? Yeah. Do I not deserve to be here? Is it just it's luck? It's so boring. Yeah. Like, but it's funny because like, I mean, you know, Stephen's like still, you know, he said that I still feel it now. You know, it's, it's, um, but it is, it's like, nah. Imposter syndrome's. So 2020. Yes, so 2020. Leave that behind. We are now into empowered syndrome. Exactly. Yes, queen energy. Catchy. Only. Catchy. Not really that catchy at all, is it? <laughs> queen energy. That's what we do. Well, I was also just thinking, the 12 year old you who got chucked out of that dance troupe, because mm. you was, I've known yeah. that's before, that was like a seminal moment in your life almost. Yeah, it's huge. If she could see you now, what do you think she'd say? Go, girl. <laughs> Go, girl. Go, babes. I think she'd just be like, <laughs> um, no, I often do that, you know. I often look back and think, because she's in here. Mm. Which is, I sometimes trip, like, I'm like, whoa, she's oh, in here. Yeah. I am that girl. You know, I sometimes have those moments. Um, yeah, I think she'd give me a pat on the back. Oh, babes. I could Big, a old, back hug. Big yeah. old hug. Big old hug. And we always ask at the end of every episode, in the reign of your life, mm-hmm. what is the one rule you will always live by? What's the one rule you'll always live by? Okay, I've got quite a fun one. Stunning. Because someone said it to me. Um, and I was like, God, that's just so good. And it's, if you think, you stink. <laughs> Which <laughs> means... If you think too much of something, you're going to be bad at it. Yeah. You're going to mess it up. And this came from recording Mariah Carey for Free Guy. Because I was obviously giving it beans in the recording booth. And he was like, Jody, we have, uh, we have a rule in the, uh, in the studio. It's uh, if you think, you stink. And I was like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring it back. Just bring it right, bring it right down. Yep, cool, yeah. cool. And, and I was like... But it's so good. Were you Do giving you it full welly? When um, you said that? I mean, I must have been. You must have. I was trying to do the full Mariah Carey vibrato. Oh. Um, no, I wasn't. But um, I was obviously terrified. But, yeah. But um, it's probably not as profound as many others. No, I really I like it. To live by. Yeah, and also it's good to have like an empowerment mantra that yeah. is also funny. If you think you stink. Yeah, and you're like, okay, check yourself. I think. <laughs> I don't think. Or you stink. <laughs> And you don't stink today, babe. It's really good with the fingers. Yeah. <laughs> don't think, or you stink. Well, babe, 
thank you so much for joining me oh my god it's just the biggest joy (laughs) and thank you so much for joining us for another episode of rain with josh smith we'll be back very soon with a brand new series so stay tuned like subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts or your videos from and we'll see you then Hi babes, me again. Just wanted to tell you about something very exciting. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, but I've written a book and it's called Great Chat. As you know, I love to chat, plot spoiler, and I love talking to people about their lives because as I always say, talking and listening is so powerful. The book is all about how you can master conversation and transform your life just like it has for me. I've used my experience from all the amazing interviews I've been lucky enough to do, as well as a load of research to help you deal with everything from making new friends to embracing difficult discussions. Great chat should never be underestimated. It can truly improve your well-being, allow you to create the life you want, and bring the connections you are so deserving of, babes. You can pre-order Great Chat today in hardback, ebook, and audiobook, read by me, no less, and it's out on the 20th of June.